welcome to Forward Launch Your SaaS. I'm Kira Woodard, the podcast marketer and owner of Forward Launch. In this series, I sit down with executives whose marketing campaigns have resulted in impressive growth for their startups. In each episode, our guests talk about the one biggest piece of wisdom that they would share with other B2B SaaS marketing execs. All right, I am sitting down today with Ben Dooley. He is the founder of Untabit, a content creation platform that automates the content research process. Throughout his career, he has sold over $100 million worth of software, and his focus and passion is on bridging the gap between sales and marketing. So Ben, I'm super excited to chat with you today and dig into your background. Yeah, same care. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell me about like why you wanted to start Untabit. You know, actually, I'll give you a little bit of the, the origin story here. So, uh, you know, as just like everyone else, my fiance and I were actually cooped up uh, in our house for about two years. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, at the time she was doing a whole lot of content creation work and we we worked out of our little tiny apartment in Boston, a little tiny office. And you know, we got to see each other's workflow every day. And it was kind of interesting because uh, I got to watch her day in, day out, sort of go through the content creation process. And a big part of it was the research, right? How pulling together sort of background information, because, you know, I, I think, you know, this content black hole, we all try to avoid it, right? So we want to create really, credi- excuse me, credible, engaging content. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how it was born. And uh, we kind of figured out, we started talking to folks and everyone got excited about it. So that's, that's why we're here now. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of the writing process is actually just like researching and back checking and doing all of the, all of the extra stuff. That's not the actual content production side of things. So any tool that kind of speeds that up is going to be really useful. <laughs> yeah. We, we also try to get rid of the other problem we found too, is, you know, a lot of folks, as you're doing that research process, there's pop-ups and there's advertisements and there's takes you down these rat holes and, you know, suddenly you're researching vacation in the Caribbean when you're trying to write an article on woodpeckers, uh, you yeah. know, so we try to take a lot of that, a pro- lot of that out of the process as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love to hear when people actually understand the steps of what people are going through when, um, when you're creating a product, right? Because that's, that's the real side of like writing <laughs> and content it, writing. It <laughs> Yeah, ha- having to to search through Google and try to figure out how to combine all that stuff together. So, yes. what would you say is like the main insight that you would share with other SaaS marketers? Um, you know, it's interesting. I think I think we actually just alluded to it, right? Uh, you, you know, so I I've been in this, in industry now. Geez, I'm going to date myself a little bit here, but probably 25, going on 30 years now. You know, and I've worked for companies of all different sizes, right? And, you know, from billion dollar companies to idea stage startups, right? And companies I've founded, Um, you know, and I think one of the challenges I've seen from a marketing perspective is, you know, companies like to talk about themselves a lot, right? They they like to use industry jargon and I, I hate to use jargon, but it kind of is what it is, right? And it becomes very difficult for the user or your potential client or customer to to really understand what you do in very concrete terms, right? 
So my piece of advice, and you know, definitely I've make this, made this mistake in the past, which is not really focusing on the user itself at a very granular level, right? Just sort of like we were referring to earlier at part of the conversation, right? It's understanding in detail what the pain point is so that then you can actually go back and, and speak to your, your user in, in their terms. Um, and right. the way they measure value and the way they measure improvement, right? At, at a very, very granular level. Right, right. I think that's so important because a lot of times that gets lost when we are just sitting around trying to come up with the next campaign, trying to figure out the words to write. It's like, we don't need to figure out the words to write. Our customers have already written them. We just need to go and uncover it. Yeah, just just listen, right? It's 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 really a challenge, you know. And, and part of what I see too, especially as organizations grow, uh, you know, that part of the process sort of gets pushed off to a product manager or a product marketing function or a product development function, right? Where those user requirements and those user needs really are starting to come in through different channels, and marketing starts to get that information secondhand or even thirdhand, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think it's very important for the the marketing the marketing component or the marketing function to be involved directly in those conversations because nothing like firsthand information, nothing right. like firsthand information. You know, when you get secondhand inf- information from sales or product development or whatever other functions, it's usually got a little bit of shine on it, right? Mm-hmm. If you kind of get what I'm saying, is a little bit of shine mm-hmm. and some polish on it. So, but maybe that's not the actual message that's resonating, right? And, and so if you can really get to the core of the message, the core of the pain point, that's where you can excel as a marketer. Right. So how do you organize that? Like, how do you make sure that people who are in your marketing team are actually getting this real-time feedback or um, insights from actual users of the product? Yeah, it's interesting, right? So, so just to just to kind of build on that a little bit as well. So, so it's not just the marketing and kind of the external lead generation or branding that I'm looking for that inf- for that feedback to go into. I'm looking for it to actually go into the product itself, right? Mm-hmm. I want my corporate voice into the product. I want kind of our, our our approach to the problem, be it casual or formal or whatever we decide to be in the in, in the product itself. Mm-hmm. So that's also a marketing function to have that continuity between sort of your external facing, you know, marketing efforts and your product itself, right? So that's that continuity is very important in terms of how we do it, right? Um, I, and I don't know how other folks that marketers that listen to your podcast are going to feel about this. I have my marketing team, you know, my marketing team sits on our sprint calls, on our development sprint calls. You know, so they're very aware of what's going on in product. They're influencing what's being developed in product. They're also sitting in user interviews. They're sitting in, you know, with product management. They're sitting in kind of learning how how clients and users are using the product firsthand, you know, watching, you know, real-time, uh, you know, recorded sessions or not recorded sessions, but, you know, uh, real-time use sessions, right? So that they can see users using this firsthand. They can hear the words directly that the that the users are saying about the product. Mm-hmm. And so that information then that feedback gets incorporated into into marketing content, ad campaigns, etc. Yeah. I think that's really important and really valuable. I want to get like super deep practical nope. like into the nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Like I want to know how you are 
like organizing, like, okay, let's say from the, from the beginning of this, like, let's say you want to bring in more users of your, your product into these like feedback meetings with like your customer success and your sales and marketing teams. Like how, how are you reaching out to people? Like, are you bringing them into your like company, like for actual sit down uh, feedback sessions? And like, how do you go about like organizing and structuring that whole process? Yeah. So listen, we get really, really granular on the process then if you want. So we've got, um, I mean, right now we run about a couple dozen demos or user sessions a week. Right. And so I I have a team, you know, we're, we're, we're in beta launch now. Right. So I'm just, we're just standing up our sales team and kind of getting that process started. So I have a sales team that's out setting that, setting up those, um, uh, all those different discussions. Right. So what we do is we set up, you know, 30 minute sessions with each of, you know, with our prospective users that we get in. Um, we have marketing representation, sales representation, and product management representation on those calls. And what we do uh, is we actually have, because it's important, especially when you're launching a SaaS product, right? And marketers care about too, this too, right? We care about churn, we care about adoption, right? We want to make sure that the leads we're bringing into the company actually convert, right? Care about these conversion metrics, right? So what we do is we actually have, we do like a five minute training session with the user. Um, and this is sight unseen, right? These are brand new cold users. Uh, we do a five minute training session with the user. And then we actually have the user run through the product themselves while everyone's on the phone, uh, you know, kind of on a Zoom call. So we do everything remotely. Um, these are typically 30 minute sessions that we do. Uh, mm-hmm. We record them so that we can go back and review them. Um, and really what that helps us do, again, from a marketing perspective, helps us, again, hear that voice, hear the you know direct challenges, but not just the challenges. The, the challenges in the product you can solve, right? There's always bugs. There's always feature enhancements, right? But mm-hmm. it's really the before and after in the workflow mm-hmm. that, you know, how is this going to impact my daily operation? Mm-hmm. You know, for example, I was talking to a, an agency yesterday. I mean, they do... 1500 briefs a month and they spend, you know, five to 10 hours a month each on those, right. Doing the research and everything else. It's thousands and thousands of hours they have to spend. So just learning how they think about the problem that helps us from a messaging perspective, figure out how to, how to sort of layer those challenges in, you know, individually as we're having individual conversations and, and a marketing conversation. So the process is very granular. It's very, it's very, you know, just in the weeds, if you will, right? In mm-hmm. terms of how we how we engage and get that direct feedback. Okay. Okay. You said you're getting 30-minute sessions with prospective users. So where are you sourcing the prospective users from? Um, right now we're doing a whole heck of a lot of just just cold prospecting, right? So we have, you know, we're using LinkedIn, social, another doing a lot of just sort of direct outreach. Okay. And you're just kind of inviting people and saying, Hey, I'd like your feedback on this new tool that I think can help you. Yeah. Yeah. And is there like a certain type of person you're going after? So I'm assuming like content creators or writers, or are you trying to get like a mix of different, like people from different backgrounds who might have different use cases for your product? Yeah. Interesting. Right. So, so we're kind of getting on how do you determine product market fit, right. Which is sort of where, you know, where marketing also comes into this, into this piece. Right. So I would say over time, we started, started out with, with a very broad, um, a broader audience, if you will. Right. So we were looking at writers, we were looking at, you know, SEO people, you know, people that were trying to figure out what to write about, you know, so the, the writing process is very, 
it's, it's, it's broad, right? So what we did over time was, you know, over the last probably six months and three or 400 user interviews now, is we've been able to sort of hone in on what that more ideal customer profile looks like, right? And, and for us, you know, based on, you know, how did we get there? It was through these interviews and sort of understanding what is the technology we have? Um, what is the technology roadmap that we have? How can that sort of be put together to solve a serious, solve a set of problems and build the product based on that, where we, where we sort of saw the fat part of the curve of those interviews, right? Where we saw, mm-hmm. sort of saw the cluster. Um, so I would say, yeah, now we've sort of been able to hone that down to a more ideal customer profile. That's really the person creating the content brief, right? Doing that research. These are the keywords I want to target. This is the content I want to put out, right? So that that's really where we've been able to hone in over time. Basically, through doing some of those initial feedback sessions, you're just taking very dil- diligent notes on those and you're trying to cluster people's feedback into different categories, like saying, okay, this person seemed to get the most value out of it. So let me put them in the highest value category. And then over time, you're seeing that, okay, that that tends to end up being like the content manager or whoever in the company is doing the, the content research. Yeah, that's right. Actually, it's, it's interesting. We started with the problem. We were trying to figure out, okay, where, where's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. And then we sort of had to back into, okay, what's that? What does that person actually call within an organization, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. so that now we actually know who to go after, right? So, is it? We kind of started uh, rather than the persona we wanted to go after. We started with the problem that we wanted to solve, and then sort of the back the mm-hmm. persona back the persona into the problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's really interesting. So. In these 30-minute sessions that you're having with prospective users, okay, so you say you're having like how many of these per week, like 20 a week? Yeah, about 20 a week right now, yeah. Okay, so how how are you setting that up? Like, are, are you inviting them all to like a, a, a Zoom session? Is it just with like one person who's walking them through this and then you record it and share that with the team? Or do you have like uh, multiple people from the team like all on this call? Just listening. Yeah. Yeah. So we do one-on-one. We do uh, single user sessions so that we're, we're watching, you know, a user's first experience with the product and kind of understanding, you know, how they're, how they're experiencing. Right. And, and ultimately at the end of the process, how will it impact the workflow? That's one of the questions we ask at the end is how do you see your operation being different with Untabit versus what you were doing before? Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that one person, uh, we have someone from the sales team, someone from the marketing team, and someone for, from the product team on those calls. You know, typically it's the it's the salesperson sort of driving the conversation, right? Doing the demonstration, mm-hmm. but we have the other folks in listen mode, so mm-hmm. but the, so that they're hearing this information firsthand. And every once in a while, there be questions, and it's interesting too because I think having the marketing folks and the product folks on the phone directly with the user, they get to address questions in real time. You know, for example, uh, you know, where are you getting stuck in this process or, uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting to be able to address those and ask questions in real time. Okay. So that but actually, close, yeah. And the real time piece is actually quite important because it shrinks the process quite a bit, right? It shrinks mm-hmm. you know, instead of having to go back and get clarifications or, or even or even more dangerously make assumptions about what someone potentially meant with mm-hmm. a piece of feedback, um, you know, you get to address and clarify that early on. Right. So 
have you done this in um, in other companies that you worked with before, or is this kind of the first time you're using this feedback process? Um, this is sort of the first time I'm doing it this way, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and I've done I've done it before. So so prior to this, I had another company here in Boston, uh, which unfortunately we were uh, uh, servicing uh, small retail shops uh, right around the time COVID hit. Um, so needless to say, that's, uh, that had to take kind of a bit of a, an unexpected left turn. And, you know, unfortunately, we weren't successful. But what I what I did do was I sort of looked back at that. And and, and during the time I was doing that also, I was I was doing uh, a lot of advisory work for uh, startups as well. And it, what I noticed as a trend was I, I think a lot of folks, especially in startup land, um, think they do user feedback and user interviews, uh, but they don't do enough of it. Right. Mm. And, and so maybe, you know, talking to 10 people or 20 people is just not enough, you know, mm-hmm. and, and kind of, and, and I think there's also a, a tendency, especially in the early stages of a startup to want to jump right to the sale, mm-hmm. right? You know, can I, can I get you on board? Can I, you know, this, right? We, we set aside time, I mean, almost nine months to do nothing but user feedback and, and user research, right? At this very, very granular level. And what it's enabled us to do is actually build what we think now is a product that people are just actually happy to get their hands on, right? We're not mm-hmm. really pushing it. It's almost a pull effort at this point. So um, it, it's new, but it's based on, you know, the, the depth is new. And I would say the, but the the method is based on past experience, if you will. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe, maybe people systematically do less research and less uh, feedback, get less feedback than they actually need, because I I feel like this isn't talked about enough. Like a lot of people say, okay, know your customers, know your users, but they don't really talk about like, how far do you have to go in order to understand your users? Like how many hours do you have to put in to understanding and like how many people on the team need to know um, the the kind of questions that you're asking and and see that um, see those demonstrations. Yeah, it, it, it's in our DNA, right? It's it's uh, it's something that you know when I was sort of setting the company up, it's something that I really wanted to have from the very beginning. Is I mean, even even the people that we're bringing on on the sales team, they run product product demos, right? Mm-hmm. They we actually have them write a research paper or a blog, right? Which is just a couple of pages. Go write a blog on this and then write it using Untabit. Right. We want people to internalize the challenge that the user is going through at all levels of the organization so that when we're having that client conversation or that potential user conversation, we can be empathetic to the problem they're having. Right. It's not just it's not just a term around content marketing and natural language processing. We actually don't even talk about technology at all. We have a lot of AI and machine learning underneath the covers, but from a user perspective, who cares? Yeah. Right. Who, who cares? They really care about, you know, can I go home at five o'clock and have dinner with my family tonight? Because your tool makes it easier to, to get content out the door. Right. right. That's really what matters. Right. And, and so, yeah, we actually just avoid talking about technology and, and uh, really focus on the, on the user problem. That's, that makes so much sense. And I think people kind of get too in the weeds of their uh, technology and all the cool, shiny stuff it yeah. offers and how they're different. But yeah. people don't really care about how you're different. They care about how it's going to help them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I have this thing. I have this saying that, you know, anytime I, we come out with a piece of marketing or a, a sales campaign or anything like that, my, my thing is, you know, who cares? Not to be rude, right? 
but but who cares right and and why do they care that this feature is out you know what value ultimately does that bring to me as a user and uh it, it it's it's very interesting the conversations i've had with untabit and users with untabit with this approach are very very different than than conversations i've had in, in the past right where we're focused on technology or uh you know industry jargon words right this is this is very tangible because I think people get it people get it in two or three minutes this is what you're doing you're using their language you know the product almost you know sells itself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you say you have the users give their feedback as they're walking through uh the the process so you're giving them a five minute explanation or like a demo on what the product does and then you just say okay go ahead and use this and like as you're going through each step trying to incorporate this into your workflow like doing some research for an article just verbalize what you're going through is that is that how you go about it yeah 100 and it's all it's that verbalization piece is very important i'm glad you hit on that right because one of the things we do say is be over verbal tell me you know as you're moving your cursor around tell me what you're looking for you know, or or as you're kind of going into this piece of content or this particular, let's say, uh, you know, section of content that you want to write, tell me what it is you're trying to write as, you know, or you're trying to compose your idea here as you're doing it, right? That helps us get inside their head, which is very important, right? It's because back to that point of using and fully understanding the challenge, uh, it's really important to just get really deep in their head, if that makes yeah. sense, yeah. Yeah. I, I would assume that some personality types are more like uh chatty and like it's easier to get information out of them and then other ones are a little bit more reserved. So how do you manage different people or is that something that you've experienced? Um, you know, it's funny in, in the early days it's in the early days we had that problem a lot of I think because we just didn't truly understand where uh where our ideal customer profile was, right? And, you know, who was our ideal user? So uh, we had folks, there were technical folks writing, you know, technical documentation. We had kind of all, all, over, all over the spectrum. Right? Um, the good news is we've actually landed on mostly we're dealing with marketers and content marketers, and they seem to like to chat a lot, um, you know, to talk about things that they're doing and kind of the way they're thinking. And, um, you know, so luckily we haven't had as many of those problems before, but you you do run into those on occasion, right? And, and what I would say is, as the interviewer or as the marketer that's running these sessions, don't be afraid to ask, right? Just you know, tell me what you're trying to do, right? You can sort of get that. You just kind of got to move them along and sort of build that trust with them, and during the interview process. But um, yeah, eventually you can pull folks out, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Ben. Uh, as we're wrapping up, it's time to shine a spotlight on you. So are there any projects that you're working on? Anything that you'd like people to know or anywhere that you'd like people to get in touch with you? Um, yeah, Untabit is my passion right now. Um, so we, we're we actually in our uh, beta launch right now. We've gone to market uh, in October uh, with a couple hundred users already on board before we launch. Um, so, uh, you know, we're, we're quite happy about that and really just the support we've gotten from the marketing community so far on this has been just incredible. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm mostly on LinkedIn from a social perspective. Um, so you can find me Ben Dooley on LinkedIn, uh, and then you can find us at, uh, untabit.com. All right. Thank you so much, Ben, for sharing your story. All right, Kara. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of forward launch your SaaS. 
If you'd like summaries, show notes, transcripts, downloads, and other helpful links and resources to help you implement the tactics you've heard here, then you can one, go to forwardlauncherSAS.com and two, subscribe to our email newsletter. Lastly, don't forget to share this podcast with your friends, colleagues, and neighbors, and head over to iTunes to leave us a rating and review. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.